Hello, and welcome to the Spiritual Expansion and Ascension Podcast, your guide on this crazy spiritual journey with me, Melissa Fike. This podcast is for those who want to expand their consciousness and dive deep into the Great Awakening and the next paradigm shift. We'll be exploring all sorts of metaphysical and mystical topics, including timelines, parallel realities, the matrix, the quantum field, manifestation, aliens, the Akashic Records, and so much more. It's time to raise your vibe. Hi, all. So today in this episode, we're going to talk about this massive spiritual awakening that's happening. And it's happening whether you're aware or not, or you're ready or not. And Today, I want to give you the best advice and support that I've given all my students over the years, because obviously, I've been teaching spiritual concepts for a long time, and I want to supply you with not just an understanding, but actual practical tools to help you in your spiritual awakening. But before we dive into that, I want to read you a review from from one of our listeners. And this person says, thanks for sharing great information. Many thanks for sharing all these acknowledgements. Just wondering, where did you learn all this information? And I really did want to answer this question. The information that I have is from years of studying. I've studied metaphysics for a very long time. Also a lot of channeling Um, some of my channeling work, and also working with individual clients and with classes. Because I'm just a teacher, a natural teacher, I love to share experiences and knowledge. I've accumulated so much over the years. But what I like to do is take the information and make it accessible for everyone. Sometimes we get caught up in just talking about our own experiences And the person doesn't necessarily understand what's going on. It's not just your experiences that you need to relay, but how it can help other people and their spiritual awakening. And to be perfectly honest, this is my passion. I am so enthralled with people, with consciousness, with how to help others and myself accelerate our ascension and to hit higher states of consciousness. So I can't help but share that information and knowledge. And I hope that you share some of this too, because you're helping others when you reach different levels of your own consciousness and understanding. And I'd be so grateful if you left a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening, and to share it with your friends through social media or even a link to them if you think that this information will support them in any way. And I just want to share that this spiritual ascension is happening, and it's happening no matter what we do or how we perceive it happening, it's happening. And we are accelerating our consciousness. There's a lot of push-pull energy that I've talked about, but so many people are trying to, or being open to, I should say, waking up, waking up to an awareness that I am more than this body. I am more than what other people have told me I am or perceive that I am. And I've been on the spiritual path and as a teacher and a healer for so long, I've never seen anything like this. I have never seen so many people 
interested in accelerating their consciousness. This spiritual awakening is happening because it's part of the energy cycle and it's happening no matter what the world wants because we're moving into the age of this unity consciousness. And what's a good representation of unity consciousness? Connecting to others all over the world through the internet, through social media, we are interconnected. And when we're interconnected, we are also connected on the other planes of existence through our ascended masters, guides, angels, and other worldly beings. So how I explain that, or it's explained through ages, (laughs) is that there's a macrocosm the larger picture and the microcosm, which is the smaller picture. And we are the microcosm. And the internet is the microcosm of the subtle energy systems that are around us that connect us to those guides and angels. The problem I see with a lot of people who are in their beginning stages or and even in the middle or at the end, wherever they are in their spiritual awakening is that they hide parts of their own spiritual awareness and what they believe and what they think. But I'm going to tell you right now, you, you've you got this. You are not a victim to symptoms. You're not a victim to the difficulties or the dark night of the soul. All of those things are catalysts to help us grow, to evolve as spiritual beings. You might also experience people in your life who think you're crazy or that tell you maybe you've lost touch with reality, but you haven't. It's the opposite of that. You're becoming more lucid. You are becoming more aware. And the ones who are in that dream world, like Nero in the Matrix, they're the ones who are not connected to the subtle energies of our truest reality, not the reality that we project out into the world with grass and trees and animals, but the true world, which is our inner world, which is connected to your higher consciousness and to guides, angels, masters, ascended masters, and the infinite creator. And what I've noticed that there's times that you may seem like you're looking through this fishbowl because there's this distortion happening and it may be just something that's fleeting by or it actually may last a while. You may notice some sadness or feelings in others and you actually start taking it on because you're empathic. And I get that that can be super overwhelming and I understand how difficult that can be. But you want to take back your power. You want to start recognizing the difference between your emotions and other people's emotions, your thoughts and other people's thoughts. Because when you are on your spiritual awakening, you want to be open to the energy, but you also want to be clearer in who you are. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is because all the identity pieces of themselves start to fall away because they're no longer the person that their family or society wanted them to be. And then they don't know who they are. So they're trying to find this identity. And it's not outside of you, it's inside. And the more you connect 
inwardly and connect to you, the more empowered you'll feel in your life. What I also find is that when you're having this spiritual acceleration, and I don't feel like it's just an awakening. I think that people have a one awakening or a couple to put them on the path, but it's really about a acceleration or expansion into this greater understanding, more connected to your own higher consciousness. And when you're experiencing this really deep, profound spiritual experience, you start to be less interested in mundane little things in your life. They just don't seem as important. Now, at this point, yes, you'll still want to take a shower and you'll still want to engage with people. You'll still want to go to dinner with your friends or call your mom. I'm not saying that, but you're not as interested in the drama, the mundane drama in the world. And that's because you become more engaged and interested in those deeper connections and you want to have more authenticity and connections with others who are like-minded. And you're more interested in the profound things in life than the silly mundane things. And I've seen this many times people's friends will start to fall away because so many friends in their life and family members and connections, they are more connected to that external world or in partying or doing drugs. But that all starts to fall away because you desire more time to meditate and reflect on life and do things that are meaningful to you instead of just numbing out partying. I know that happened to me. Not that I was partying that much when I really started to excel deeply into my spiritual life. But I was less interested in going to parties where people were just talking about mundane things. I wanted deeper conversations, and I wanted more intimate, close relationships. When these people start to fall away in our life, it can be very emotional for you. And you may not even know where you fit in because your old life doesn't seem to fit you. And your new life is unclear because you're not really sure where you fit in there. And your life may feel a little crazy. And your ego, this is the problem, your ego may become resistant because your ego identity is connected to your social conditioning. And you're trying to push against that old you and move in a different direction. But your ego will want to keep you in this box. But your higher self is trying to open you up and guide you in a different direction. And it can feel confusing. And you may even experience old emotional stuff coming to the surface again. And this is because you can't live in a higher state of consciousness if you have all those lower thoughts and feelings stuck in your cellular memory. And what happens is people fall off the spiritual wagon because they don't want to deal with the issues that are coming up for them. And then they want to numb out again. But you've done that game. You've played that game way too many times. You don't want to numb out anymore. When you are on the spiritual path, sometimes it gets confusing. Sometimes you think other people know more than you do, or they have something you want. So you're chasing after something. Or you may feel alone and you may feel hurt or sad, and that's all normal. 
we are humans and we do have human feelings and that's okay. But you want to be okay with looking deeper at yourself because the more you go inside and ask the hard questions and look at the issues that you have in your life, the more you will feel aligned with who you truly are, which is your higher consciousness. I find a lot of spiritual seekers do feel alone at different parts of their spiritual path. Remember, when we are talking about awakening, to me, awakening is just the first catalyst to put you on the path. But when we're talking about seekers, people who take the time and energy to focus inwardly, to go into meditation, to read those books, to understand the love and light part of their process of ascension and moving into higher states of consciousness. So you may have felt this way too. Sometimes you feel alone. You feel like nobody gets you. You don't know where else to turn. And that is normal because you are awakening and you're recognizing the difference between your ego and your higher consciousness. And sometimes old stuff from your egoic self, or even from your old programming from childhood come out. So when you feel that disconnected feeling, like you don't know who you are, and you don't know what you're supposed to do, or how would you relate to others? Because here you are, you think differently than everyone around you now. So you start looking for those that you can share your spiritual experiences and awakening with, and you want to find this community and support through that. But after all this searching, you realize that you're still messed up, but at least you have someone to talk to about all the crap that's coming up and you can relate to each other. And it's important to have that community. I find community is very helpful to many people. I personally have been doing a lot on Clubhouse, and I love the community and the opportunity to support others on the spiritual path. Unfortunately, Clubhouse is only for iPhone users, but if you're interested in joining Clubhouse, drop me a line and I might be able to help you out. So I want you to do some introspection this week. So, and I'll put these questions in the show notes, but these are the questions you want to ask yourself. What am I really afraid of? And when you ask that question, I'm going to give you a little hint. It's usually not that you're afraid of failing or you're afraid nobody will like you. What you're really afraid of is what you don't know, because you have no idea what the world will look like if you change. Okay, so the ego wants you to be afraid, because what's the best way to control you is through fear. And boy, have we seen that in our society lately. (laughs) Fear is everywhere. And that's a great way to control people. But I want you to look inner. Don't look at your external fears. Go inside, sit, quiet yourself, and then ask the questions. Don't ask the questions when you're in this like beta thought wave. Then you're going to come up with, I'm afraid to be hurt. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. And you'll have all these external fears. I want you to ask the deeper questions. So go inside, quiet yourself. What am I really afraid of? And then the second question you want to ask in that quiet state, right? The inner connection state. Why am I resisting? 
Like, why am I resisting things? And what am I resisting in my life? Am I resisting quitting my job? Am I resisting putting myself out there differently? Am I resisting dating? Am I resisting connecting with myself? Because I still want to hang out with the people that I've hung out with for 30 years. And this is a really big one. And I would actually write this one down in your journal and actually journal on it and really go deep into it, or at least meditate on it. When my life is flowing, when I'm in the flow of the universe, what does that feel like? And this way you'll start to understand the difference when you are resisting something. And resistance only comes from one place and one place only. It's called the ego. (laughs) We only resist from the ego. Life flows. And when it's flowing, what does that feel like for you? And I know when my life is flowing and when I'm resisting, and that has helped me navigate so many things. And I like to explain it this way. Your ego is a little kid high on sugar running around with no direction and no purpose. Your higher self is the dude. It just like goes, takes a big toke and says, hey, dude, it's all cool. We're all good. Just chill out. It's all good. Because the dude knows that everything is perfect and that there is only the flow of the universe. The little ego kid running around high on sugar, all it knows is just what's happening in that very second and how it can be all tense and stressed out and running around with no real focus. And that really is how the ego and the higher consciousness, how different they really are. And think about that. Like, how many times has your ego just ran around in circles? And the higher consciousness said, hey, dude, chill out. It's okay. Just take a breath and go inside and connect with you and then make the decision from that place instead of the ego that just rolls around in your head and gives you a thousand different thoughts, all conflicting thoughts, of course, because that's what the ego does. It confuses you and it keeps you in fear. Another thing that I've noticed when people start raising their frequency and that they start to focus on their spiritual path is that they start to feel a little buzzy or a vibration. And it could be in the whole body or maybe just parts of the body. You may also be in a quiet state in your bed and you'll feel your bed vibrate. That's because you're vibrating. It's not your bed, it's you. I've heard that before. It can happen anytime in the middle of the night or in the morning, it doesn't matter when. And just understand that you're the one who's vibrating. It's not actually your bed, but you are in this relaxed state. You're in that alpha or theta brainwave state. And because you're in that brainwave state, the, you feel your own vibration differently than you did before. The other thing that I've noticed through the years is that a lot of people use weed or drugs or alcohol because they are numbing themselves and they're trying to higher their vibration. And weed does definitely higher your frequency, no question. But 
once you get to a certain frequency, it will start lowering your vibration. And hey, I think do whatever you need to do. But I know for me, when I started to smoke weed, I was smoking it to escape, first of all. And second of all, I was doing it to raise my vibration. I knew I wanted to be at a higher vibration, even at the young age that I started smoking. Now, I haven't smoked in so long. It's been forever. But when you want to raise your frequency and you have this desire, you may use external things to do that. A lot of people do ayahuasca nowadays and they do mushrooms or they microdose. And I think that's all perfectly fine. I think everybody should do what's right for them and what feels right for them. But if you need microdosing for 20 years, then there might be a little bit of an issue there. There may be something that you're not doing to raise your own frequency. And look, I've microdosed before. I've tried it. I've tried um, mushrooms recently, which I never thought I'd do any drugs at all, but I tried it anyway. Thought, ooh, what will happen? It was okay. I wasn't blown away because a lot of those experiences that I experienced on mushrooms, I've had in my regular meditations. But who knows? I mean, I may do ayahuasca or I may connect to the mushrooms again. I just kind of go with the flow if it feels right. Actually, I was thinking very deeply about doing ayahuasca. And then I was reading a lot about it and trying to really understand what's best for me and connecting to it. And what I've noticed is that some people have done a hundred ayahuasca experiences. And I thought if you need that much to shift something within yourself, then it's becoming a crutch and it's not about the evolutionary path that you want to experience. I'm interested in receiving those higher states of consciousness on a consistent level, not just when I'm on some sort of a substance. I want to be in that higher state of consciousness. I want to live in bliss. And to do that, you do have to go more into the heart and more into the I am presence. But ayahuasca or mushrooms can also open you up to that possibility. Now, I'm not saying to go do that. I think it's such a personal experience. And like I said, I've only done mushrooms once and it was okay. And I've never done ayahuasca, so I can't really speak on that. And I'm so sorry, I digress, but maybe that would help some of you. But most of us have taken these drugs and alcohol to higher our frequency. But now you're in a different place and you're not feeling this need for external substances to raise your frequency because you feel high. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be the most intuitive person in the room? Advancing your intuition is such an important part of your spiritual development. I'm so excited to share with you my new advanced psychic intuitive training. I've spent over 20 years helping spiritual seekers like you to discover and unlock their psychic abilities. My approach isn't just about developing psychic skills, but about aligning with your deepest spiritual truth and tapping into your divine wisdom that resides within you. 
I'm humbled and blessed to have taught thousands of students to accelerate their intuition. They've gained confidence, clarity, and a renewed sense of purpose. And you can too. So take this opportunity to live a more intuitive, enlightened life. You're ready for this, and I'm excited to support you on your spiritual journey. Go to melissafike.com slash psychic to sign up today. This isn't just a course. It's a path to awakening your true self. So let's walk this path together towards a life of wisdom, clarity, intuition, and spiritual growth. Just go to melissafike.com slash psychic, and I'll see you there. More often already through yoga, through meditation, through juicing, any way that's raising your frequency. Now, I've heard many times that people have this like explosive psychic experience or spiritual awakening, and they feel blissful for weeks, months, or maybe even years, but then it starts to wane or go away. It's because you haven't dealt with some of the things that are going on on a deeper level, and you just want to chase this blissful experience without doing the inner work. And unfortunately, Part of the awakening process is to go within and do some deeper inner work and introspection or self-inquiry. Because of course, there are so many things you can do to keep that higher vibration, but it's up to you to really do the work necessary to transcend the lower energies, to transcend and transmute the illusion, and to be more in a higher consciousness. So now I just want to give you a couple tools that might help you in your spiritual awakening and along your spiritual path. The first thing I always want to share with everyone is to be gentle with yourself. Have compassion because you may feel this emotional roller coaster ride and going up and down and up and down, and you may want to resist some things when you're in that space. So have compassion for yourself and recognize that no matter what's happening to you or your what you're experiencing, I should say, it's not happening to you. There's no external force hurting you in any way. It's all coming from within. And that's hard for a lot of spiritual beginners to understand that you are in charge of your own energy because we were taught for thousands of years that everything that happens to us is an external experience. And we're asking you to go inside. So I like to teach my students and clients to close their eyes and actually connect to their feelings and their emotions and to actually name them. So I just say, okay, close your eyes, put your hand on your heart chakra and just say, I feel this. I feel sad. I feel unworthy. I feel disconnected and it's okay. So what you're doing when you say it's okay is you are understanding, you are validating those feelings. Think about this. How many people validate your feelings on a regular basis? Most people don't validate our feelings. 
And it's important to validate your own feelings because when you do that, you feel more empowered and the emotion that you're experiencing in the moment, it will calm itself. It will be less activated in your life because when you become fully present and acknowledge your feelings, they can't get stuck in your cellular memory. And we have so many emotions and feelings stuck in our cellular memory And also, of course, trauma stuck in there. The second thing I like to share with everyone is to actually drink lots of water and eat whole foods. And it may sound odd to do when you're in your spiritual awakening, but your body needs to purge old physical and emotional issues. And water, of course, is my go-to. And water and whole foods can help support you because you want to detox some of those energies, feelings, and physical things to help you feel more whole and alive and feel more grounded. Now, another really important part is meditation. And I hear this often, I don't know how to meditate. I can't meditate. I've tried meditating. And I've been a spiritual teacher for so long, and I've worked with so many clients, those who meditate, and I can tell you those who do not meditate, I can tell the difference. And I can also see the people who little fun meditations, like let's go see the fairy realm, or let's just find our guide. I mean, real deep meditations that raise your frequency. And of course, I always suggest everybody to do my divine love meditation. It's free and it's so helpful, but to raise your vibration. I'll put that link below in the show notes. I'm telling you that meditation is phenomenal. And I'm not saying that because it's my meditation. It's actually something that I do often. And my clients have just been thrilled over the results from it. So that's why I suggest people to do that. Meditation. Another suggestion I would love to give you is to ground and clear your energy on a regular basis. Because as you start to connect multidimensionally, your intuition starts to wake up. And you may actually regularly take on other people's energy or that you may connect to other people's thought forms or feelings. And it can overwhelm you, especially if you're empathic. And most people on the spiritual path are empathic. And if they're not, then they're waking up their heart energy and they become more empathic. So either way, you want to make sure that you are clearing your energy and grounding. We had a big discussion on Clubhouse around grounding and how important it is to keep yourself grounded and aware because when you ground down and you're really clear, you're more present, you're more able to deal with issues in your life, and you're more connected to you and your higher consciousness. Now, the last thing I want to share with you is to work on your issues. And I know that can be really frustrating. And a lot of people want to bypass their issues so that they can just reach that nirvana state, that they can be in this bliss and be all like loving and spiritual and everything else, but they are bypassing. And honestly, you are experiencing a spiritual awakening, and you are on your spiritual path 
to transcend those lower frequencies. And the only way to do that is to work on your shit. And I know how easy it is to put that aside or work around it. I get that. I get that. But if you really want to raise your frequency and you really want to connect to your higher consciousness, you have to transcend those lower patterns, those karmic patterns that I talk about in my book, because you're opening up your energy and you're recognizing the difference between your ego voice and your higher consciousness voice. And the only way to be really present with that experience is to work on your egoic patterns. And some of those are abandonment, abuse patterns, victimization patterns. All of these patterns are the things that are holding you back from connecting to your higher consciousness. So if you are opening up to this energy and connecting spiritually, multidimensionally, you are at a very vulnerable part of your life. And it can be difficult because this process of awakening, this process of moving into higher consciousness asks you to let go of the parts of you that are keeping you in that lower vibration. It asks you to let go of your self-identity, of the identity of being a mom, the identity of being or the best salesperson or executive or the best son. All of these things are these identities that keep us caught up and entangled in lower frequencies and lower vibrations. And you may find yourself doing things differently, thinking maybe I don't want to do this job anymore. Maybe I want to find a place that really honors and respects me. And you can still do the same job, but you're thinking, okay, this energy no longer fits who I am because I've changed. Or maybe you say, okay, I'm done with that relationship in your life. It could be a relationship with your parent, with a sibling, with a friend or a partner. So people always assume when I say relationship, they think partner, but I think all relationships because all relationships are part of our experience. So what happens is when you're awakening, you start to see past all the bullshit and all the ridiculousness of mundane life because you go, okay, wait a minute, that person is so much in their drama and I see that they're in their drama and now I see how I've been in my drama all the time and boy, I don't feel that that's helping me or accelerating my consciousness and I think I want to do something else. I think I want to be more connected to my higher consciousness and less connected to the external world. And of course, it may feel difficult at times, but I want you to use those tools that I've mentioned earlier to become more balanced and more centered in your life. And I send you so much love. I hope this helped you. And if you felt it was helpful for you, maybe share it with your friends or family to help them. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Much love.